Hi, I'm Paul Stringfellow and welcome to Tech Interviews. This week, we're logging all of the things as we take a look at logging and analytics in a public cloud. So, settle back, enjoy the show. Hi, and welcome to Tech Interviews. Uh, this is the fourth in our shows looking at the move to public cloud and the impact that, that has on the, on the enterprise. Um, so this week, we're going to be taking a look at um, some, some different areas. We're going to be looking at uh, analysis and, and how to make sure that the uh, infrastructure you're running remains secure, remains compliant, and continues to deliver the kind of uh, capability that, uh, that the, you, you picked it for in the first place. So to help me to do that, I'm joined this week by uh, Colin Fernandez. Hi, Colin. Hello, Paul. How are you? Yeah, I'm really well. Thanks, Colin. How are you? Pretty good, Paul. Uh, excited to share this uh, time with you. Okay, well, great. Well, well thank, I mean, thanks for doing that. And um, But before we get started on, on kind of our, our topic for this week's show, uh, why don't you introduce yourself, tell our audience a little bit about who you are and what it is you do. Super. Um, well, my name is Colin Fernandez. Um, I'm a an IT veteran. Um, I was just counting up the number of years and months. Uh, so it's coming up to 32 years in IT. So it's uh, quite a timely moment to to have this conversation with you. Um, a bit about my background. Um, I started off with uh, uh, ICL, uh, moving into um, um, IBM, and really uh, moving along into a number of companies that have really um, aligned on my uh, career path. But what's been really interesting is uh, the area around disruption and um, how I've uh, progressed in the marketplace. And I want to share a couple of things which are quite important uh, to address some of the key aspects around what companies and customers are experiencing today. And I currently work for Sumo Logic. Um, as the product uh, marketing director for EMEA. Okay, well, I mean, that's, that's I mean, thirty-two years. That's that's some, um, you know, that, that that that's some longevity in the IT industry. Um, so, you know, you, you've no doubt seen quite a lot of changes. And and it's interesting you mentioned the phrase disruption there. And obviously, this series that we've been running has, you know, is looking at perhaps one of the most um, most disruptive areas that we've seen. You know, and, I, and I, I've been working in enterprise tech for just over twenty years, um, and it's certainly been one of the most disruptive kind of shifts in technology that, that I've seen in that time and, and has such a wide range ranging um, impact on people's strategy. And that's this idea of utilizing public cloud. And but I mean, based on your experience and kind of what you're seeing in the market right now, Colin, though, what, what's what's kind of the landscape as you see it now for organizations and, and the way that they're looking to utilize public cloud? Well, yes, Paul. So, you know, just looking at um, if I just compare it to my my previous company. I worked for VMware. Prior to that, uh, HP and um, IBM. Um, cloud has been around for you know a fairly long time, but very interesting is looking at architecture. So um, from my first days, I was trying to actually look at the common denominator of what I, I worked on. And I was an assembler programmer, so um, I was always interested in registries applications, uh, containers, clusters. So I was really always focused on how application um, technologies advance themselves. Um, but very interesting is how infrastructure always coped with new types of applications. 
and uh, you know, just working at VMware for um, you know a good ten years. Um, I came in very early on, and I saw the evolution and the disruptions that were facing companies with virtualization. And uh, what we're seeing today is um, innovation. Uh, customers are spending a lot more uh, time to really look at uh, the concept around agile, uh, looking at technologies that are providing that payback and quality of service in the cloud. And I think in general, uh, as cloud um, evolved, um, if we really look at some of the, uh, the market indications around the growth in AWS, the growth with uh, Azure um, uh, technologies that include EKS, um, uh, Lambda, and new technologies that are really driving uh, the next paradigm in application runtime. What we're seeing today is that many customers are now looking at the cloud as a viable option to drive their new applications. So I've been a big follower technology-wise around cloud, the modern app, native apps, but always looking at how well the infrastructure and service would actually support that application. So today, I think the cloud is unfolding new ways of working. I think it's as much a culture shift as a process shift, but embracing these new technologies and you know, to really drive, I think, cost effectiveness. And the other one is speed to deployment. So we're also seeing that customers uh, who have traditionally lived on, you know, in the on an uh, in a private model are starting to evaluate and starting also to look at you know, solutions and services that can gain benefit in the cloud. Um, so we're seeing a trend, uh, not just with multi-cloud, uh, but customers who are willing to really drive the next level of architecture around security. Um, and the other is really around analytics and the ability to leverage data-driven technologies to automate their supply chain. Does that make sense? It does. And you've raised lots and lots of interesting points in there. And I just want to go pick through a couple of those, actually. And, and one of the things that I, I always strikes me with this kind of shift to public cloud and the way that organizations are looking to, and you talked a lot about applications, and I think that's a good starting point, looking to re-architect the way applications run and the way they deliver their applications. I, I, I mean, do, what, what's your view on this kind of shift away from a view and almost a, a view of the importance of infrastructure um, and much more of a focus towards the outcome of the application of the technology. You know, is that, is that something that you're seeing? Is that, you know, is that, is that a normal shift that people are actually much more focused on the outcome? You know, almost this thing driven by a marketplace culture that says, if I want to buy something in AWS, I see the service that I want, you know, maybe it's a database. I just put my credit card details in the database spins up and away I go. I don't really care about how it got there. You know, is that, is that a shift that you're seeing and, and almost supplementary to that? Is that causing problems in itself that people are maybe av avoiding looking at the way the infrastructure and the applications deployed and thinking, oh, just make it work. That's all I care about. 
So let me answer that. I think it's it's both, but let me explain. Um, it depends on firstly the customer, their you know their 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 their, their maturity, and um, you know a knowledge around true cloud. So when we talk about cloud native, when we talk about you know um, Azure, AWS, um, customers are being inundated with a lumber of technologies. So what we're seeing today is um, Sumo Logic um, is a machine data analytics platform and really looking at operations, security, and compliance. And more importantly today is because there's so many technologies out there, um, we speak to customers who are you know, uh, deluged with a plethora of technologies. But what they're looking at here is to really drive a very, uh, um, what I call, um, clear strategy uh, to help them gain that benefit and understanding into what they need. So um, very rarely today do we find customers who are not you know, really up to speed. Uh, most of the uh, personas that we meet either in operations uh, security or applications are very well versed with um, the concepts around delivery. So um, what customers are really looking for today, though, is two things. Um, uh, very recently, a customer talked to me about, um, you know, the day one of operations and the day two of operations. Day one is basically really monitoring and troubleshooting and providing a very deep um, insight into the whole stack, um, the, the cloud stack. So that's not just a physical infrastructure, it's database, it's runtime, and it's now containers. So it's a very complex stack. And there's a lot going on in those levels between them and at each level. So scaling horizontally and scaling vertically is creating a lot of information that needs to be utilized. So um, what we're seeing today is that um, cloud is yielding those, um, those um, TCOs to many of our customers. But what we're seeing today also is that some of our customers tend to still live in the culture and live in the old world. So um, trying to address security um, in the new new world and trying to look at the areas around security not as an afterthought but really built into the development cycle so today i think applications are very customer facing they're up and running and they're actually on your mobile or on your device so pervasiveness of your application really enforces you to deliver the best and scale out at the highest quality and cloud is now allowing us to do that. So I mentioned technologies like AD, uh, like Lambda, um, Kafka, uh, EKS. And what we're looking at here is um, containers, Kubernetes and Docker are allowing customers now to actually build these applications in a certain way but not to, you know, to really decouple and loosely couple functions. So what this means now is you can actually put things into production in a more um, 
uh, uh, reliable way, but also really deal with the deployment, security, and risk, and really automate that whole um, that delivery process. So what's playing out, and we're seeing this now, is security is now becoming part of the delivery cycle in in our um, in our customers. Um, uh, I also want to mention that the there are a number of uh, uh, changes also taking place in the open source community. So I think when we look at the cloud providers, and we um, I spend a lot of time looking at the growth and adoption of cloud, there is definitely a trend to drive um, the new cloud model. But I think some customers are still deciding on should they run a multi-cloud strategy? Should we run a hybrid strategy? But um, uh, they need to do their due diligence on the cost and their intentions, yeah, in terms of their business uh, drivers. Does that make sense? Um, uh, it's not just a decision made very quickly. So um, we're doing a lot of um, uh, uh, taking out, you know, some innovative projects around looking at technologies that will actually scale out but manage containerization. Um, it's very disruptive. In their own way, containers can sprawl, but it's important to provide a very cohesive central view of not just your containers, but that world that they run in, because portability and migration happens at the container level. Yeah, it does. And, and that's, um, again, again, raised quite lots of interesting questions, I think, around this kind of move to public cloud and everything you've said, I, I wholeheartedly agree with. I think there's, there's, there's a shift of the way that, you know, you, you talked before about cultural shift, you know, the idea that actually what we have to, if, if we're going to take advantage of public cloud, then actually it's these kind of technologies, serverless, it's containers. That's where the value lies. It's not so much, the value doesn't so much lie in taking what I've always done on-prem and shifting that into AWS and, and hoping that suddenly that, that magically gives me a better experience. Um, but even talking about that, you know, so, so the, the value is there in looking at some of these new ways of deployment, it obviously presents some some new problems as well for people so i was just interested in maybe your take on um if i'm listening to this as a you know somebody designing it strategy looking at my current on-prem infrastructure and thinking well maybe i want hybrid maybe i want multi-cloud how do i how do i look at whether uh, these kind of serverless technologies are for me i mean what are what are some of the things that you should be looking at you know if i what are some of the challenges you might have ahead if you're currently running pretty much on-prem everywhere, but a, a toying with utilizing public cloud, looking at hybrid, multi-cloud, serverless, you know, what, what are some of the challenges that you, you might be coming up against? So that's a really good question, Paul. So the first one is really around security. And if I can touch on security, um, I've, I've actually, my, my history in you know, previous companies has always been around monitoring and troubleshooting. But there's a convergence today around security information and um, event uh, monitoring. And um, what we're seeing today is uh, th this, this need to manage new uh, uh, rules and legislation and compliance around technologies that are yeah, 
um, really driving what I see as, as the new model in IT. So security and um, why I bring this up is to really look at uh, privacy, protection. Um, when you're looking at a cloud solution, you need to be um, you need to look at the, the high levels, the high volume. Um, I often talk about volume, veracity, um, velocity, and a variety of data. So data today, it's not just logs, it's information. But um, when you're looking at devices, when you're looking at IoT or OT, um, all these um, messages, uh, semi-structured, unstructured, and uh, structured are really being generated today. So it's important to firstly understand the amount of data that's out there. The other is to make sure that you don't lose your data and really to also protect your customer's data. So from a Sumo Logic perspective, because we're a cloud native uh, SaaS platform, we need to make sure that we drive our attestations and we're compliant and we protect the data of our customers. So coming back to your point, security, um, I believe that security is heightened. Um, I don't know if you know, but I think just I just read recently that Apple got hacked <laughs> yesterday uh, in one of its stores. Um, but I think it shows that um, we need to be very aware of a new type of model. We need to deal with threat in real time. So um, I have a banter about real time monitoring. And uh, I think what we're looking at here today is the ability to drive um, that value and those use cases immediately to our customers. So another thing that we're seeing today is that customers don't know yeah, their data sets and which data is valuable, which data is important, how do I retain my data, how do I manage my data. So what we're seeing today is um, security is taking a very big step the other is in relation to serverless, in relation to containers and microservice architectures. More and more is unfolding. So more constructs, more capability, more um, uh, what I call functions. So you might have heard of functions as a service. Um, the rate of skill level to actually diagnose all these issues and build that dependency is not growing as yeah, fast as the take-on of containers. So what customers are looking for is predefined intelligence that can actually help them diagnose yeah, and predict the problems more quickly. So I think um, coming back to security, monitoring and troubleshooting, and I mean this continuously, what we're looking at here is not just the operations piece, but we're looking at the developers as well. Um, I don't know about you. I mentioned being a veteran, but I've worked with developers all my life. Is They've always seen that wall between them and operations. Sometimes it still exists in customers today. But what's happening now with giving data access and the right data to the right person with the right access is allowing us to 
democratize data, if I can use that term, um, to share data in a secure way, but to also manage the privacy and uh, protection of our yeah of the and the identity and the personal data of people. It does, yeah, does and, and I think one of the things that. Um you know that that I've learned through this kind of series of, of looking and, and talking with kind of vendors in this this public cloud space is a couple of things that you've spoken about there and I think that the idea of um, maintaining kind of the enterprise quality things that we've been used to so on-prem we're used to a level of enterprise level security of enterprise level compliance of enterprise level control of our data you know I think that being able to replicate that as we utilize public cloud is, is hugely important and I think that's maybe something that people have started to think about latterly as opposed to maybe those early adopters perhaps didn't consider some of those areas and I think we see that with the big cloud vendors as well I think you know the we see that with particularly maybe the Amazons and the 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 GCPs where they've maybe not had that legacy of on-prem enterprise stuff in a way that Microsoft have. So I think that's been an interesting shift. And and I think also that idea of if you try and do things in the way you have traditionally managed your on-prem environment in the cloud and, and even traditionally delivered your on-prem environments in the cloud, if you try and utilize, do that in public cloud, you're not getting the best of these platforms. You know, you're not getting the best of an AWS, of an Azure, of a, of a GCP, because you're really just lifting lifting and shifting that kind of on-prem environment into this kind of uh, environment that's just not built to operate like that and I, and I think that's and I, and I think they're the kind of things that you, you've touched on there as well in that you know you've got to look at things like making sure the security is built in by design making sure that you take you, you look to take advantage of these capabilities and, and learn the new skill sets that are, that are going to be valuable to, to as, as you make that shift and so, I mean, in terms of Sumo Logic and kind of what you guys do, and you know, and, and my background, we talked before we started recording that I came across Sumo probably uh, maybe four or five years ago at a, a kind of a trade show, and, and it looked very much like a, um, and, and again, not 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 meant as an affront, but was a traditional kind of log analyzing platform. But but looking at kind of how you guys have shifted and some of the research that I did before we we looked at this show, there's there's been a shift in kind of your focus, and it looks much more at this idea of managing this kind of uh, th these cloud environments and and some of the things you've touched on there about rapid response and being able to do things in real time so so what, how, how have sumo logic shifted and how are they helping uh, their customers to to address some of these problems that we're seeing in the public cloud yeah um good question paul so let me just give a bit of background so sumo started in 2010 um born and bred on AWS, um, really building and learning you know, from the early days of cloud. So I think um, a couple of things, we're now up to 1,600 customers. Um, we're receiving, and that's the good, good part, is um, we're growing quite fast, both as a company and uh, taking on customers. And uh, it's like a forest fire, you know, one customer hears about something and the other one goes, well, I want to do a bit of that. <laughs> what are you doing? So the other one is, um, and I just want to bring this point, is uh, there's true cloud. Um, one of our customers the other day talked to one of our engineers and he said, I um, he goes, it's, I, I don't want to build, uh, I don't want to rely on a cobbled cloud. <laughs> so... Um, uh, there, there are a number of definitions and architectures that are really looking at rapid, uh, agile, elastic, 
scale. But the most important is really looking at machine learning and machine data. Today, because we actually have the abilities to ingest, index, and correlate and analyze large amounts of data, um, we're actually taking in, uh, you know, uh, large amounts in petabytes daily. We're doing around 30 million searches. So what we're doing today is really, you know, leveraging um, that data and really providing those insights into that data. So as customers share and onboard more and more data with us, we feel that we're actually in the right space at the right time. So um, data, the ability to filter, the ability to mask, the ability to leverage templates. What we're seeing today is that log data, time series, metric data, and just data that we can ingest gives a better view around um, a customer's uh, estate. Um, the fact that it's time series, we have a number of unique points of view from Sumo from driving our uh, ingest around reducing uh, log reduce, log compare, driving out layer detection. What we're really making sure is that we can ingest all the data, we secure all the data, we don't lose any data. And the other is to manage the data that really drives the most meaning in terms of value to that user. So um, a lot has progressed and you mentioned uh, where are we in the Sumo roadmap? Um, in September, on the 12th and 13th, we have our yearly uh, customer event. It's called Illuminate. Um, and uh, that's where we start to bring all our customers and drive that thought leadership together. So it's a very timely moment that I'm having this conversation with you, but I'm very excited to really look at a um, at a uh, work for an organization with a very strong engineering and executive team that have the expertise in cloud, in AWS, and in, um, in really looking at some of the technologies that we mentioned, containers, um, really driving a best practice that we can share with our customers. And security, as you said, by design, security first. We're seeing a lot of interest in threat investigation, um, also to actually bring data together um, and provide a compliant dashboard to give people the ability to manage their data, um, but also not, um, I think, throw them with you know very complex tools and um, trainings. We want to have our customers be up and running and you know drive that ease of use very quickly so there's been a lot of thought uh, leadership gone into uh how we price sumo so i think you mentioned it earlier is that you start off it's you know with a freemium model but we have um, a very strong 
um, lend and expand. And we're very encouraged by the, the, the companies that are continuing to provide and give us more data um, uh, to give them those insights. So it's not just about generating new customers, but really also growing our existing base. So it's in a very good, healthy state at the moment. But what we need to do is also manage this transposition because um, there are lots of, uh, I believe, and uh, you know, uh, vendors out there who are uh, driving their solutions. But it's value for money, yeah. And uh, what is that value? And I think it's it's becoming more and more important to make those investment decisions based on, yeah, on a very good um, cost. Yeah, and, and I think the. The idea that you, you've talked about in there, that this kind of insight into that that platform, I think, is so crucial. And again, that's kind of been a theme of of this series of shows that we've done is that the the real time insight into how your platform is operating, you know, how that interacts with what's going on in public cloud, what's going on on prem, and being able to make true business decisions based on actual data that you're seeing an actual real-time response to what's going on in front of you and I, and I think it's important as well you, you kind of alluded to it there the simplification of that for customers you know I think the idea that as an end user I sit there being um, you, you talked about it right at the start actually being overloaded by a plethora of different tools that give me all kinds of information the reality is that I sit there and think yeah but who's going to look at this how am I supposed to pick through all of that data that you've provided me and make a, a reasonable decision and i think that that shift towards using analytics using machine yes. learning to say let me understand how you operate and then let me point you at the things that are important you know i think is is absolutely crucial well look as we come to the end of our time here colin i, I just want one last question for you and then we'll we'll kind of wrap up with how people can find out more about sumo logic and, and the work that you do but if i'm listening to this and I'm, I'm working on it strategy and i'm looking at my how i'm going to utilize public cloud as part of my infrastructure and I'm listening to to kind of your description of the, the kind of areas that you work in and what Sumo Logic do. What, what would be the kind of environment that I might have where I'd look at this and go, do you know what? Actually, Sumo Logic is something that maybe I should consider. You guys could help me with a certain problem. You know, what, what, are, what are some of the challenges that I'm facing that, that you would help me with? Well, I think the first one is really looking at uh, the value um, um, as you know, Sumo as a, a SaaS platform delivers to you. So um, one is build versus buy. Um, the other is uh, really challenges around the, the quality and depth of um, monitoring and troubleshooting. So I think um, if I just give the scenario out there is um, uh, re because we're actually focused on a cloud native model and we're built on um, AWS, I think the experiences that we uncover and work with many of our customers actually turns into a best practice. So we apply our best practices, we share our best practices, and we provide our customers with um, the functionality that delivers that value. I think for customers out there is to actually make sure that you have a good plan. Um, I think the concepts around GDPR, privacy, and all the legislations out there are going to also affect the decisions being made around, you know, security. And what I'd like to do is also make sure that we provide a very clear and um, best practice approach to how we manage 
those um, requirements of today. And I spend a lot of time on my socialized networks and I notice that there's a lot out there. So we don't want to also add more complexity, but we want to actually um, show our customers how quickly they can actually achieve value and sometimes in hours and minutes as opposed to days and weeks. You know, and that, I mean, that sounds like to me, you know, if, I, if I'm looking at making that move to public cloud and starting to deploy and use kind of new technologies, new approaches, use a different culture in the, in the way I look at my applications, you know, the importance of having a platform in there that can tell me exactly what's going on, can provide me with analytics to my performance, can help me to improve my ability to troubleshoot, maintain security, maintain compliance. You know, th this is the kind of tool set that, you know, I, is absolutely crucial to, to that kind of move and, and to that kind of plan. Um, but look, Colin, I, 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 you know, I really appreciate your time. You know, we're, we're coming to the end of our recording slot here. So um, if people have been um, as fascinated by what you guys do as I have been, you know, what, what's a good way that they can find out more about Sumo Logic? I don't know whether, you know, you talked about kind of freemium before, where they can run up a trial and, and see the kind of services that you guys provide. Um, you know, what, what's a good way of doing that? And, and what's a good way of maybe hunting you down online as well if they want to and, and well, stalk you on Twitter? Um, or something similar absolutely so um i can be found on on linkedin um i've joined a number of uh, communities so i'm actively looking at the cncf and the, yeah the linux foundation um i don't have a twitter account yet but maybe i should start that one soon uh, but um, definitely through email at cfernandez at sumologic.com and i think uh, lastly through our partners um we have a very big partner uh, base. So I think Sumo Logic this year is excited about its momentum and um, really just making sure that we can actually support more um, uh, meetups and conversations and, uh, you know, digitally just connect with me through LinkedIn and is the best medium. But uh, really wanted to sincerely thank you, Paul, as well, because it's been really encouraging to learn and listen to your other podcasts and uh, hope to meet you very soon. Well, Colin, uh, well, thanks for that. And, uh, you know, it, it's always nice to know I've got one listener um, and I'm not just talking to myself when we do these shows. So, um, but no, look, really appreciate your time. I think that's been a, a great insight into kind of, uh, you know, what Sumo Logic do, but also that kind of modern challenge that we're seeing as, as, as we move to the, the public cloud and we want to utilize that more in our day-to-day our -day enterprise. So, Colin, look, thanks for sharing your experience and, and your time with us. And uh, I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Thanks very much. Thank you, Paul. I hope you enjoyed that. For show notes, pop over to techstringy.com. We'll also find all of our previous tech interviews episodes. Next week, it's a new topic as we take a look at planning and how to make sure you don't get caught out by a technology disaster or a data breach. So to make sure you catch that show, why not subscribe? You can find us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud and Stitcher, as well as all other good homes of podcasts. So until next time, thanks for listening.